Alright, alright, welcome to Gobbets in Matthew. This is Unit 3.2. And we will be looking on Matthew chapter 5, 2 to 3, Matthew chapter 7, 26, Matthew chapter 21, 2 to 3. Now, as usual, by now also, I would have expected you to have read the whole Gospel of Matthew. And as usual, not to sound like a broken record, always know the context of the entire Gospel and then the context of the passages. My name is Edro, your facilitator. Let's begin. Now, Matthew chapter 5 to the 3. Let me read. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, underline the words. Pause if you need to see whether you have any observations you can make and see whether we have the same observations. But the context of it is the beginning of the Sermon of the Mount. This is where Jesus says on the mountainside with the disciples and where the crowds came by. Now there are a few things for you to take note. The Sermon on the Mount is only founded in Matthew. There is a similar teaching found in Luke but it is worded slightly different. Remember here, he opened his mouth and taught them. Now, in Jewish culture, let me ask, who teaches? A rabbi. And if you forgot what is a rabbi, go listen back to Unit 2.2. But Jesus here was being a rabbi, and this concept is a very Matthean theme that points Jesus as a teacher. And what we are reading is the start of what we call the Beatitudes, or you can also call it the ethical teachings of Jesus. Now, next point, he starts off with the word blessed. In Greek here, it means makarios. It means to be favored, to be looked well upon. In simple terms, it can just mean to be happy. And the odd bit is that those who are actually poor in spirit are those who should be happy. So we see Matthew addresses this to the poor in spirit, while in Luke, he actually refers to just the poor. So this marks the difference. Now, but specifically in Matthew, the word poor here uh, in Greek, toy, okay, means poorest of the poor. So poor that you are utterly bankrupt on a spiritual level that you have nothing to offer. Uh, but it paints this picture of this like, like a beggar, you know, like a beggar on his knees, just lifting empty hands to the air, face downwards because there is no pride left to even look up to the passerby. That's the level of the poor in spirit. Another thing for you to take note is that Matthew here refers to the kingdom of heaven rather than kingdom of God like the other gospels. Now, it, it reflects his Jewish flavor. He does this not because he has a different view of the meaning of the content of the kingdom of God, rather out of sensitivity to his Jewish readers. Uh -huh. he, he makes a common use uh, of what is called periphrasis, which is a certain type of circumlocation to avoid mentioning the sacred name of God. So for Jews to mention the word God was so sacred that they shouldn't even mention it. So for Matthew, the doctrine of the kingdom of heaven is the same kingdom that the other writers speak of as the kingdom of God. Now the next one is Matthew chapter 7 verse 26. It says this, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Now I hope you have your Bibles flipped to this point. 
The context here is, uh, it is the conclusion of the Sermon of the Mount. So Matthew 5 starts with the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7 concludes it. And this is where after Jesus came down the mountainside and he was followed by a large crowd. Again, being the Sermon on the Mount, it is only found in Matthew. So when I ask what these words of mine mean, right? anyone who hears these words of mine, what comes to mind? <laughs> no pun intended. Now it refers to what was mentioned in the Sermon of the Mount. Everything that Jesus spoke and taught in Matthew 5-7. to Hence, I want you guys to actually know the Sermon of the Mount, what is written from 5-7, to and when it comes to Matthew. It contains Jesus' ethical teachings on what it means to live in his kingdom. Another point uh, to take note is uh, that it begins uh, in verse 24 about there is this thing called a wise and a foolish builder, which means the person who hears and does these words are someone who are deemed as wise. And if you don't do it, then foolish, as how the verse states. We need to also take note and comment on the act of building on the house on the sand is something foolish. You know, with a literal house, it is unwise to build it on sand because the foundation will be unsteady and the house will eventually suffer some kind of damage. And this will lead to a waste of resources and all the time and work put into building the house in the first place will have to be gone for nothing. In contrast, it is wise to build one's house on a sure foundation. Anchoring to a bedrock makes the building withstand the test. And finally, you also want to comment on this whole reality of anyone who hears this word of mine but does not do them. So there's this whole concept of hearing and doing. The proper foundation for a life is actually, at least Jesus hints here, is Jesus' words. And not just hearing them, but doing them. For extra explanation, please do read on your own the book of James chapter 1 verses 22. Because to truly do what Jesus says is to truly acknowledge that you have heard. And to claim you have heard but not do only reveals that you do not understand. Have that on replay. Last gobbit for our podcast lecture, Matthew 21, 2-3. Saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you'll find an ass tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and he will send them immediately. The context of this goblet is this is when the preparation preparation for Jesus' entry into Jerusalem at the start of Holy Week. It is in Matthew, actually, that two animals are mentioned, a donkey and a colt. Mark and Luke mention only one animal. And there are multiple reasons why Matthew mentions two, but it's actually a Matthewan style to mention things in doubles. But one thing I will add is that if you see this whole donkey and a colt thing, is having a mother donkey move alongside her unbroken colt would be actually the best way to calm the colt down during a noisy entrance in Jerusalem. Fun fact lah. Another thing to note is the messianic expectations of the Jews. You see, they expected the Messiah to arrive on a war horse. And Jesus' purpose in riding into Jerusalem was to make public his claim to be their Messiah and King of Israel as a fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy. 
Now, catch this. Matthew says that the king coming on the foal of a donkey was an exact fulfillment of Zechariah 9.9 in the Old Testament. And let me read Zechariah 9.9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. When horses are mentioned in the Bible, they are almost always in relations to kings and war, while donkeys are mentioned in relation to the common people. So the donkey's purpose was also like, you know, in, as well as agriculture, as well as trade. So it's very interesting how it shows of Jesus' humility and to show that the expectations of the Israel of what the Messiah is was not what Jesus was coming as. It is also interesting to take note on the line that the Lord has need of them. See, eh? Jesus had no issue telling the disciples claiming the title Lord. And it is a call to see whether the person owning the donkey and the colt recognizes the Lord and in that recognition obeys it or obeys him immediately. And it is also interesting to note that even as something as lowly as a donkey would have such a need. So I want you to continue reading the gospel in these lenses, paying attention to each bit. I want you to identify them word by word, point by point, slow down and do not rush in your personal reading. Unless it's exam times, then you better, you know, <laughs> Anyway, I'll catch you on in the next one. See ya.